to Matthew chapter 6. Uh, we're still going to be reading verse 9 to 15. This is the Lord's Prayer. We're still in our prayer series, How to Pray, or We've Got to Pray. Um, let me begin reading here. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your sovereign hand bringing all of us together once again in this building that you've provided for us. We thank you for your power for protecting us and keeping us safe and keeping us all healthy the entire week and this entire year. We thank you for your willingness, Lord God, your generosity, your kindness, your grace and your mercy that is new every morning, constantly forgiving us of our sins. And Father, we ask now as we prepare to hear your message for us, we pray that you will humble everyone's hearts, Lord God, and open everybody's minds in order for us to receive your message for us tonight. All these things we ask in your sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Um, I entitled our message tonight, Zip Code and Name Drop. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's a new thing, or maybe it's just me, but um, remember Beverly Hills 9210, right? Not, not, what was it? 90210. See, I don't know the zip code, but I remember it because a bunch of high school kids that were rich in, the, in Beverly Hills, and I was in the Philippines, and I'm like, man, I can't wait to get to the States. But then my zip code was 89501. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't that zip code. So the houses weren't as nice, you know. But I happened to fall into Reno High where all the other kids were at the right zip codes and they were very well off. Um, and then at the same time, the name drop here is, you know, you, you, if you have that right friend or if you're related to that right person, you have the right last name, somehow you get special attention when you call for, let's say you're looking for a church building. And you could never have anybody call you back until your friend who's very, you know, he's affluent and he's connected, connects you. And then all of a sudden, you're just getting a call back at 9.30 at night. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the name dropping, it's a zip code, and it usually gives us that attention that we need on the name drop. And on the zip code, it reminds us that this person with that zip code is probably well off. He's very much capable. So... I'll get to how it relates to our message tonight, but then remember, we're still trying to tackle the model prayer that Jesus has given to us. And here, uh, we're going to be discussing, this is Jesus telling us how we should pray. This is the model prayer. Remember, last week we, dis we discussed the Our Father part. And tonight we will be discussing uh, the In Heaven, because I s sat and parked on Father, and now we're going to be talking about the heaven part of uh, verse 9 
part A, and then verse 9, part B, hallowed, hallowed be your name or holy be your name. So we're still not, we still have a few things to tackle there. Uh, hopefully we'll be done by 2021 or 2023. Um, but so tonight I'm going to be discussing heaven and then holy is his name. And then under the holiness of God's name, we will be seeing the all-knowing part of his holiness and the power why his holiness is very powerful. Um, so first part, our Father in heaven. Uh, now there are several translations to, um, to this, um, to heaven part per se. It, people say it's the vaulted expanse of the sky with all things visible in it. Some say it's the universe, the world, the aerial heavens, uh, the region where the clouds and the tempests gather and where the thunder and lightning are produced, or the region above the, the heavens, the seat of, of order of things, eternal, and it's where God dwells and other heavenly beings. Um, the Greek word for, for heaven implies, uh, it also implies happiness and power, eternity, and this is the gospel. Heaven is the gospel, Christianity. It provides heaven for us. Um, there you go. God is our Father, right? God is our Father who isn't like us. He isn't like us because He is in heaven. Right? We're here on earth and He's in heaven. He's in a different, completely different zip code world altogether. And that usually tells us, when Jesus told us how to pray, He started with this. He says, our Father, and then points us in heaven. He tells us where our Father is. He makes us want to look up. He wants us to not look where we usually are looking, which is at each other or the things or the problems that we have, which is just right here. He wants us to look up at our Father, where He resides, all the way up there. And I think it's good that Jesus followed up with our Father in heaven to kind of remove our, our minds right away from being too sentimental of Him being our Father, although we discussed it for a long period of time yet last Sunday. Jesus wants us and reminds us that when we pray, we have to remind ourselves of God's majesty and His power by thinking about where He essentially is. He is in heaven far, far away from our imagination. Did you know that the distance from Earth to the Sun is 92,900,000 miles? Right. You see that? That's, I don't know how, I can't even imagine that, how far that is. But it's quite a bit. And do you know how many galaxies there are? I only thought we only had one galaxy, you know, Milky Way. <laughs> so maybe I was absent on the other galaxies when they discussed it, or I wasn't paying attention at all. But <laughs> the Hubble satellite reveals an estimated 100 billion galaxies in the universe. This was back in 2012. 2012. All right, but then they said this number is likely to increase to about 200 billion 
as, our, as the telescope technology in space improves. So there's more galaxies there. We're just not capable of seeing it. Can you also think about it this way? There is more about who God is and what God is about more than what we can actually imagine and see. Some of us, we've grown as we got older. The things that we learned about God, we, st- we stayed there. Whether it's a wrong notion of who God is, we stayed there. We got stuck there. That's why when we go to our prayer, when we pray, it's a grocery list of things we need from an all-powerful being. We got the one part right, that he is powerful, but we never treat God for who he truly is and for what he truly deserves, especially when we go to our prayer. It's an ATM moment for us, a spiritual ATM. Oh, I'm going to go to this job interview. Time to pray. That's fine. That's good. You ask God for help. Everything that, we, that happens to us and is given to us by him, right? So we do say we have to pray to him and ask for his help. Yeah, prayer is the time to do it. But if you only treat God when you need something, when you only come to him in prayer when you need something, you haven't looked up high enough and far enough with your mind on who God and where God really is. Because in Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, it reads, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, is it possible? Is it possible that Jesus told us to pray in this manner, to acknowledge God's power and his majesty by pointing our minds to the vastness of the universe? And that's where we're actually being told, look up. Your Father in heaven, all the way up there to the point that you can even see. That's where our God is. That's how majestic He is. Now, after truly having that mindset, because God told us, He gave us the blueprint, right? The structure on how to pray. Imagine having that mindset when you come to that point. You pray tonight before you go to bed. You recognize Him. You say, Our Father father and then you actually try to think in heaven it brings you to a different location altogether spiritually now is it possible that god is essentially telling us to do that in order for us to remove our eyes on ourselves is it just possible for us because remember on the needs part we're not even there yet there's so many things to get through when god showed us the model prayer the needs are on the five and six and seven so you, you reflect on how you pray. Do you get to your needs right away? Lord, thank you for listening to me. Praise you. Powerful. Loving. By the way, I need this. Right? Do you jump in there right away? And then you say, and then you get out of your prayer, prayer time. You're like, I don't know. I doubt if, I, if God's going to give it to me. I've been asking for it. Well, you know what? You probably are not going to get it. Because what makes your prayer life, what... If you listen to your prayers and what the things that you keep repeating in your prayers, the things that you are obsessed in your prayers, those are your idols. If your prayer life doesn't, re, it doesn't 
move from just your needs to who God really is, you're just praying for your idols. You're praying to God to give you the idols of your life. It could be money, it could be a career, it could be a relationship. If you're not praying for God himself, then you're really not praying the right way that Jesus has asked you, has told us to pray. The second part, reverence. Hallowed, hallowed be your name. Holy is his name. Now, the, we no longer use hallowed, right? It's archaic now. I think they still use it in some monastery, and you'll hear them sing some, you know, some hymns that are kind of creepy hymns, right? Because it's, it's no longer the word. But we can use it like as holy. Hagiadzo is the Greek word for it. Hagiadzo, to separate. It's sanctified. Um, Jesus reminds us when he says, Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. Is that God telling us to remind him that he is holy, that his name is holy? Did he forget that his name is holy? Or is he really telling us, remember to whom you're speaking with? That he is holy. You have come to the presence of the most holy being. So doesn't that change your attitude again? Doesn't that change your spirit and how you approach and how you see prayer altogether? Now again, God told us if we need it, we are to ask him. That's what God told us to do. But, at the, but as we look at the blueprint, the model prayer, he reminds us of God's holiness. Now, 1 John 1.5, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Now, why does it matter that we are reminded that our God is holy? It doesn't matter. Our topic, we, we, they, they ask God, Lord, teach us how to pray. And why all of a sudden Jesus is telling us, them and us to, up to now, that holy is God's name. Pray in this way, he said, that we have to recognize the holiness of God's name. Why is that? And I've been thinking about it, and I know I need to present the message tonight, so I have to come up with something, right? <laughs> so maybe, I'm thinking maybe, that we have to watch what we tell God. We have to watch the intentions of our hearts. We have to watch the attitude of our minds. We should be reverent, not disrespectful, or mocking or insulting to God. I think our society now has lost the essence of holiness. There's no more holy. Everything that, was, what, that the Bible says is holy, the world tells us, ah, it's not. Man and woman, gay, lesbian, boy, girl, bakla, tomboy, it's, like, it's everything. It's, he, there's, there's a, it's been manipulated. It's been corrupted. Pure water that's been given chemicals and other things, you can't even drink it anymore because it's no longer pure. Holiness is purity. God's name is pure. 
So does it also mean that when we pray, us Christians, when we pray to our holy God, when we say, holy be your name, does it challenge us too that when we come to that prayer time, that we say, man, I'm approaching a holy God right now. Now I'm not saying don't approach him because you've sinned. All the more you come to God, right? All the more you come as you are, as, as filthy and as dirt, dirt, dirty as you are. But your attitude in your heart should be, I'm approaching my holy God. And here I am, Lord, in your holiness and in your purity. I'm humbling myself. I'm coming upon you, asking for your help in this situation, in this trouble that I brought myself into. Shouldn't our attitude should be that way? Our prayers will be different. It's not going to be repetitive prayers anymore. There's a real intimate time where we know that He is our Father, that He is holy, and He is in heaven. He is powerful. He is majestic. He is pure. Things should change. The holiness of God distinguishes God as God. Now, we can't understand it because we're not pure. We're not pure. But His holiness reveals our unholiness. His purity reveals our impurity. It communicates his transcendent sovereignty and flawless purity, his overwhelming right to rule, and his stainless character. When we say, holy is your name, we know that when, once we get to our needs, before we even lift it up to him, we know we will realize in our prayer time, Maybe be what I'm asking for, God's not giving it to me because my holy God knows that it's not going to be good for me. You know, if, if, if we only pray in the manner that God has told us to pray, you know, on the time that it's okay to ask, you'll say, I'm good, Lord. Don't do as you please. You already know all my needs, all the troubles that I am in because you are holy, all your intentions for me are pure. All your, all your plans for me are perfect. My plans for me are imperfect. No wonder you haven't been responding to it. Lord, do as you please. What do you think? Once we truly get in there, once we truly know his character, realizing his holiness is vital for every follower of Christ. And as Jesus has revealed on how to pray, as the first part, first part of every prayer, it is worshiping God in His holiness is very important. Now, human beings cannot begin to measure God's holiness. And yet, God has revealed His glory and holiness to us in His Word. Look at here in John 1.14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory as the glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. He is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of His nature, and He upholds the universe by the Word of His power. After making purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high. For God, who said, Let it... Let light shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God 
in the face of Christ Jesus. The holiness of God has been revealed to us in flesh through Jesus Christ. Amen? If we can understand, because we can understand how, what holy is, we can only maybe imagine what holiness is, but we can't really get to it. Because we're not holy, we're imperfect. We're limited. But if we truly want to see what holiness is in the flesh, that's Jesus. So what did Jesus say? So in our prayer, we're thinking about what Jesus has done. When we say, Father, you are unselfish. You gave everything to me. You have already given everything to me. I thank you for my eternal life. Your first part of prayer becomes all about gratitude. Now again, if, 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 if you're not praying properly, then your prayer, your first part of your prayer and the last part of your prayer is the grocery list of your needs. Lord, give me this, give me that, give me this. Don't give her that. Don't give, right? It's impure. It's an impure prayer. It's not how God wanted us to pray. Now, I think it will help if we will know, I think most of us know uh, certain names of God. Um, one, one person can guess how many names of God are in there, out loud. I would, no, you know, expected for a Filipino church, non-participation is great. <laughs> you know, that's why the, the entertainers would say, uh, throw your hands in the air. You never hear Filipinos do that because nobody will. <laughs> no, but there's 21 names, 21 names. God has 21 names. Abba, Father, Alpha and Omega, uh, the Ancient of Days, Christos, the Anointed One. Um, some people know the Jehovah Jireh, the provider, because that's what we want, Jehovah Jireh. We want Jehovah Nisi, uh, because of the song, our healer, shepherd. Um, all of that, the Lord of Peace, Jehovah Shalom. Right? It's, there's a lot of names there. But the most important name of God is Jesus Christ. Amen? But see, the name of God is also his character. The name of God is his character. So what character trait have we been talking about tonight? Holy. His holiness. That is part of his character. And whether we like it or not, we have all also have that character stuck with our names. Right? So I don't know what your, your, what your reputation is on what, when people say, oh, here comes Joe. <laughs> now that depends if that's a good connotation or a, a negative connotation or a positive one. But God says in his, in, in, when Jesus told us how to pray, holy is your name, we focus on God's holiness. And one part of his holiness is the fact that it is all-knowing, all-knowing. Because of Jesus, we Christians can know God through his attributes. God's holiness is the crown of his attributes. Does that make sense? His holy, so his holiness, his power is being used in a holy way. His loving and his love is completely pure because he is holy. He is all-knowing, and his knowledge is always used through his holiness. Everything about God 
the crown of his attributes is his holiness. And we will see why Jesus made this as the first part of the right way to pray. Because God is light. Nothing is hidden from him. 1 John 1, 5. The Lord rules on high as the perfect judge, and no one can measure the depths of his understanding. All things, past, present, and future, are fully known by God. So if that is true, which it is, him providing a way out for us from our sins, which is Jesus Christ, is the only way for us to be forgiven for our, from our sins. Amen? Amen. That is why even if we know someone who's really good, morally good, upright citizen, but yet we know that they have not surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, our responsibility as Christians is to share the love of Jesus to them. Amen? Amen. Human understanding is limited and like walking in a poorly lit parking lot at night. Have you done that? Most of us have, right? But God rules over all things and sees all things in perfect light. God's omniscience is like the light of a sports stadium, which illuminates everything as if it were day. That's God's holiness. That's his all-knowing holiness. Hebrews 4.13 says, All of creation is full of the glory of God because of his omniscience. Thus no creature is hidden from his sight. But all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. When we pray, we have to understand that we need to be humble right away. Because right there and then, we have to recognize God's all-knowing, all-knowing holiness. He knows that even if we're saying the right things, God knows the intentions of our hearts. If it's contradictory to what we're saying, God knows it. God knows it. That's why when we come down and we say, Lord, I'm coming to you and you are holy. Please change or remove anything impure in me as I spend this time with you in prayer. That's why when people joke around with me, and I joke around with them as well, and I say, hey, um, I need your help on a certain thing. And then they'll say, let me pray about it. And I go, all right, go ahead and pray about it. Because if one is truly praying, for me, my confidence is God will truly reveal the truth to that person. And that person will then function and move according to what God has told them, correct? Yeah, some, yes. There was one here. <laughs> Let me turn over here. <laughs> the holiness of God also applies to his power. And he is powerful beyond com comparison. He's powerful beyond comparison. And that's why we're going to move to this one. His holiness is powerful. Colossians 1-16, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Everything. He is powerful beyond comparison. See, when you start your prayer knowing this, that he is holy, you automatically think that you are surrendering and lifting everything up to somebody that's, that truly has the power to change your situation. 
Why? He, sometimes we only do come to prayer when we're in deep, deep trouble, right? And praise God that you finally came to that, to that point. Because God really gives us things that are very, very challenging in order for us to come to him. It, that is really his intention. God is the creator and sustainer of everyone and everything. He is omnipotent, all-powerful. And his power extends over all things, both visible and invisible. Galaxies, stars, and planets did not come into being by accident, no matter what they try to convince you with. Conception of human life is nothing less than a miracle. All of creation sings of the mighty power of God. It's so easy. You say, Our Father, holy be your name. It's so easy. Without having, in, having knowledge about the holiness of God, the holiness that is in His name, the power that is behind that holiness, and the holiness beyond that power, behind that power, it's, it's different. Once you come and wrap your mind around the truth of, of how God showed us on how to pray. Now that's my introduction. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Presidents, prime ministers, queens, and supreme leaders all may claim some form of authority, but none of these can stand next to the true sovereign, the King of kings, and the Lord over all lords. Amen? Doesn't that, make, doesn't that give you enough peace? The peace that you truly need? See, our guarantee of peace does not come from whichever president is, is sitting there. Whichever party. Our peace comes from God. Amen? It should come from God. No matter the uncertainty of our times, the Lord remains exalted upon His throne. Amen? Amen. All of the first part of the right way to pray lead us to worship and be reverent of our all-wise, all-knowing, all-powerful God. In Psalm 103.1 and Psalm 96.9, it reads, Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Worship His holy name. Remember, the first part is worship. The second part is reverence. When you go pray to God, you first worship Him. Enjoy Enjoy him as your father and then revere him, his holiness, his character, his power. And may you take peace in that. God's zip code is in heaven. And if you name drop him, if you name use his name, whichever challenge you have, you say, I'm the child, I'm, I'm a child of the living God. I'm a child of the holy, loving, all-powerful God. A God that promised me that he will never leave me nor forsake me. A God that says, I came for you. I came for you. You're special to me. I gave my life to you. Even if the world has abandoned you, God has it. So you name drop him. Name drop him. Use his name to you when you're doubting him, when you're doubting yourself. 
name drop him to the brother or the sister as being discouraged. Use his name. Tell him God loves you. Jesus is there for you. Let me pray for you. God's name is holy. Same again with his holy name. Under his holiness reveals his all-knowing, holy, pure knowledge and holy, pure power. Praying as Jesus taught us is to first observe worship and revere his holy name. Now this is the challenge to us. In 1 Peter 1.16 it reads, For the scriptures say, You must be holy because I am holy. So when we come to prayer and we say, Our Father, who is in heaven, holy be your name. When we say holy he is, then he tells us, be holy as I am holy. That should be a conversation right there. There should be an examination, automatic examination of ourselves. How have I been in my walk with the Lord? Have I been representing him correctly with my brothers and my sisters that are not saved? With my friends and my relatives and my co-workers that, are, that don't know Jesus, have I been representing him in his holiness the right way? Let that be your challenge this week. But the only, truly, the only way that we can really walk this narrow path that God has given us is being strengthened by him. Amen? Amen. I hope and I pray that your prayer life will change just in those two significant openings that God has shown us. Next week, I'm going to be taking a break, and our Deacon John Gossin will be delivering the message for us tonight. But that is our message this evening. Thank you very much for your patience. As the music team make their way up here, I'm going to be closing us in prayer. But as I close us in prayer, if you have any decisions you want to make this evening, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord for the first time, because you only need to receive him one time. <laughs> If you want to receive him as your Lord and Savior, please come up so we can lead you into that prayer. If you've been visiting us for quite some time and the, the Lord has impressed it in your heart that you want to become a part of this church, please come up so we can recognize you. Or if you just need prayer, please come up so we can pray for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your message for us tonight. We thank you for your holiness. We thank you for your purity. We thank you for reminding us of, of your power, your majesty. We thank you for who you are. We surrender everything up to you, Lord God. Forgive us, Lord, for the many times that we've failed you, for the many times that we've insisted our way instead of surrendering to your way. Guide us now, Lord God, as we step out of these building, this building, Lord God. Guide us and help us to live for you, to be holy like you are in order for us to bring people close to you and to have a relationship with you. We pray, Father, for healing for those who are sick. We pray for restoration for broken relationships, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, for your people that gave their time tonight. I pray for blessings for them. May you reveal yourself and shine yourself upon them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's all rise for the closing song. Mm -hmm.